the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, good morning, folks. It's John DePietro, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery. Now, they're located right in Lincoln. It's uh, owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark. Laby, Laby, excuse me, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, private property towing services. Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. They get the job done safely, securely. Preferred towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 725-8500, and online, preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook. Again, preferred, they buy older vintage cars, you know, from the 60s and 70s, maybe one that's been just sitting in your garage for the last how many years? And you say, you know, someday I'm going to restore that, but you didn't. Instead, let's call and get a fair offer. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500 for preferred towing and recovery. Well, it's John DePietro on this uh, rainy Friday, folks. Now, coming up, we will talk the latest. There was a very dramatic press briefing yesterday with Governor Amundo. Very dramatic indeed because of the way the COVID numbers are spiking. And they are spiking everywhere. And it would certainly seem that there is, um, unless some, I don't know what would change it, but I, I just think by the end of this month, by the end of November, we seem to be headed for a complete lockdown. So we are going to talk about it. But I want to touch on something that happened last night. Now, if you, you can see the videos on Facebook. John DePietro Show on Facebook. You can also, I have them posted on the website, dipietro.com, simply because I do that 
because so many of you say, you know, John, I'm not on Facebook. All right, well, you go to thepetro.com. But last night, so there's discussions in the city of Providence about a new police academy. They need more police officers. They could add about 100 new police officers, and they probably need them, and they should have them, by the way. I'm one of those people that believe you, um, you know, police bring the peace. And a way to turn around a city is the more law enforcement that you have. Police act as a great deterrent. They do. And they're under attack right now. And I support them. And I believe many of you do. So one of the council people is a woman by the name of Joanne Ryan. Now, I've never actually met her. I should at some point. But she ran uh, in a primary against a guy by the name of Sam Bell, who's as progressive as you can be for for the state senate unsuccessful but she ran but she's also on providence city council so she is in favor of uh not there's a big movement within the council to defund the police and then you have people that don't want to do that and then they also actually want to have a new academy so so get some some new police officers in there so last night i got tipped off and you can see the video i i did the best i could folks it was sketchy uh it was a last minute thing and i showed up there right um over off academy avenue not far from LaSalle academy but uh off academy pleasant valley parkway which is between truckstone avenue and um, smith street on academy and so they showed up at the home of providence city councilwoman joanne ryan and set off explosives these protesters they set off a fire on her lawn now Folks, to me, I mean, this is domestic terrorism. This is how they operate. They were sending a message. Um, it, you know, they, they, they weren't outside of her property. They were on her property. And I, I arrived. I saw some activity. I started to go over there. And then now I don't know how many people are there. You can see the video. So um, police then went on scene. We're trying to get them. And some of them got away. Uh, and they scattered. But some of the brain trust, the leaders of it, were still behind. But th- this is what we're talking about now. And they need to be highlighted this way. And by the way, good luck trying to find this in the mainstream media. They won't. A writer for the Providence Journal that I think doubles as a protester put, oh, some protesters set off some sprinklers on her lawn. Excuse me. I was there. There was an explosion. Those were explosions. There was a fire on her lawn inside her house if you live there you'd be terrified you'd think that they set off sirens it's you know they set off the these police sirens to give the feel of like how they feel people are terrified when they hear police sirens you have a group of people this was you know a little before 5 30 5 20 last night and setting off explosions in a fire this is i mean to me that is domestic terrorism and done with a purpose that's not a protest a protest no they did this and then they ran from police who were going to apprehend them for doing this these were a group of domestic anarchists terrorists committing a crime an act of intimidation and they're sending a message to the other members of the council we will bomb your house if you vote for a new police academy or won't defund the police folks this is what we're dealing with and also i will talk about it probably a little bit later but you know, we, we were told that if President Trump was reelected, there was going to be trouble. And, you know, so you better vote for Biden or there's going to be trouble. And now look what they're doing. It's just the opposite. They're upping the game. 
if you have local citizens that are threatening, they're going to start to bomb the homes of those on a, a city council if they don't vote the way they want to. I, I don't I to me at this point, the FBI should get involved. I mean, that is the level. There's a there's a by the way, there's a there's a hierarchy. There's a power structure. You could probably even get a RICO case here if you really wanted to, because the, it is a it is a criminal enterprise designed to inflict terror and fear. That's what they're doing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today, 401-732-6562. Remember, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, cooling. Look for them on Facebook. It's R.E. Coogan, Coogs, Coogan Heating, helpful, trustworthy, and reliable. All right, we're going to speak with law enforcement expert Raymond Pigatori, also Tim Dodd, and then a lot more on COVID and the restrictions. It's all ahead right here. Folks, on the John DePietro Show, don't forget, visit the website, dipietro.com. Uh, our website is sponsored by Allstate Lock. Allstate Lock. Call them, 401-349-0042. Security cameras, key, car keys. Allstatelock.com, 401-349-0042. And you can link right through at the website, dipietro.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you 
not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website petro.com joining me right now he is our uh, our uh, law enforcement expert he is retired law enforcement raymond Vigatori. ray i want to start off um first story is and i was there last night i got tipped off on it but um because providence city councilman joanne ryan she is uh providence is talking about a new police academy which they need more police officers and also she has also said she does not want to vote to defund the police. As a result of that, protesters went to her home. She lives over the the uh, area, uh, Pleasant Valley Parkway over near uh, Academy Avenue, LaSalle Academy, kind of that area. And um, so they go onto her property and they, which, you know, it's kind of a busy street, but anyhow, and they uh, go onto her yard and they, they set off uh, fireworks and explosives and, and it's one thing making noise, but um, I'd like to get your thought on that. Ray, I, I believe there are, there are certain provisions about public officials uh, that are protected a little bit more. But uh, law enforcement showed up. They couldn't find them and apprehend them. Uh, I have different views on the fact that there were members of the media uh, who were there watching them. In fact, one of the members of the media, they waited for her to park her car, come over. Then they lit the fuse, which... So she could film it. It seems absurd. She was then witnessing a crime at that point. But anyhow, uh, just your thought about public officials. And now this it's one thing to go to the home, but, you know, going on to the property, it actually even started a small fire in her, her yard. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, the problem with the uh, protesters today of their total disregard for um, public officials law enforcement or any type of government agency to have someone show up at a, uh, you know, basically a public official slash private residence and disturb that person, disturb the peace that they're, they're, they're in the wrong. And that should have been addressed or should be addressed at some point. Yeah, because it's my understanding. It's one thing, uh, you know, if you threaten just a normal person, but then if you threaten someone who happens to be a Providence, you know, in this case, a city council person, or if I remember way back when uh, the mayor of Cranston, Mayor Laffey was, um, was uh, threatened by a Cranston firefighter. The, the, yes. The way, yes. It, it's, it's more intense. And, and, you know, police, I, I, you know, I, uh, I feel for police they are there and there's, there's some of the media to me, almost like aiding and abetting and encouraging. things. I mean, they waited for, this print reporter, granted, but heard her park. And then, okay, you ready? Uh, hold on a minute. Let me get my phone ready. All right, now I'm filming. All right, go ahead. Then they light the fuse. I mean, Ray, we, we've come a long way with the media as well here. Well, and exactly. If, if 
if the print media or any media uh, encourages the uh, the protesters in any way to get that action shot when something's taking place, that's a travesty. Uh, that yeah. that's encouraging people to do the uh, civil unrest. And you know, there's plenty of stories out there. There's uh, such in this day and age, and you can get a story. You can talk to an individual, but uh, delay or or film why things are taking place uh, at at the you know direction of media. That's that's just totally wrong. It's absolutely wrong. You know, yeah. if they had a problem okay. with this uh, Miss Ryan, you know, speak to her, address her with their concerns. And they can have a meaningful dialect, but to yeah. go onto her property or in front of her house, and I know exactly where she lives. You know, it, it just, it, it's not wrong. It's not only, I mean, it, it is wrong. And it's not only affecting her, her family, her, uh, you know, the neighbors. Uh, it, it, you know, what, what are we saying here? Do we say, okay, we don't want to have anybody run for public office because right. who needs this nonsense? It's just, it's just not, not a, not a good situation. Yeah. And it's it's really is a form of intimidation to try to, you know, if you don't go along with the way we want you to vote, we're going to do more of this. As far as the news media, I won't go on about it, but there, there was a famous case years ago, years ago, where some guy called, I think it was out of out west, but he called the newsroom and said, uh, hey, I'm down in City Hall Plaza. Um, I think it was even in Arizona for some reason. And, and, and I'm going to pour gasoline on myself and light myself on fire. So sure enough. The news truck shows up. They set up the camera, and uh, and the guy douses himself with gasoline and lights himself on fire. Well, the the, the news crew in the television station was actually charged in that situation because that's not the way news is supposed to be gathered. Where okay, hold on a minute, wait. Well, all right, now we got it. All right, now we got it. Go ahead. Like that, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Now, uh, there's been cases like that also here in Rhode Island. There was okay. a case up in uh, Gloucester where an individual ultimately ended up uh, killing himself yes. after a reporter showed up at his doorstep. But to get away from that, it, it's the protesters, uh, they have a right to protest, and the media has the right to record and monitor and, and write articles about it. But I, I, I don't think they should work in uh, unison of each other, Yeah, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, in the um, and the story you're referring to, I think it was a man had barricaded himself, and as they're trying to negotiate with him, a lot of times he said, "I, I want to talk with, um, I want to I, I want to talk with my you know say goodbye to my wife and kids and so forth." And I guess in, with law enforcement, they um they they don't do that because they're trying to you know talk him down off the ledge, so to speak. But I believe he. He called Channel 12. They put him through. They let him go on the air and say goodbye to his family. And then he did it. So you're exactly right. right. Folks, it's uh, John DePietro speaking with our law enforcement expert, Raymond Pigatori. Ray, um, another story this week, and again, it involves Providence. We've heard about this uh, Sergeant Hanley in Providence and had some altercation with someone in handcuffs. And, and he is, you know, uh, I believe he's suspended and they're looking into the case. Well, th- there's a civilian review a group that works with police and they looked at it and they took a vote and they decided uh that they were not going to release this this body cam footage and lo and behold the head of the board uh this guy named baptista who i think was just elected as a state representative he decides well i know i'm on the board and i know we decided we weren't going to release it but i think i'm just going to release it now 
this is um this case is pending against this officer. This is a heightened atmosphere to begin with. And um, just your experience and thought on some of these police community, you know, review boards that uh, the law enforcement, they try to sometimes almost, it seems, appease the community. And then look, somebody pulls a stunt like that. Well, and that's that was kind of like my thought process. Was that a stunt or was that to appease uh, whatever group that is uh, in objection to this? We have a process in place. Uh, you know, the, the person's been charged. Let it take its place. And when the attorney general's office and the Providence police, the internal uh, affairs are saying, hold off before anything's done. And then it gets deliberately uh, shown to the public. I mean, I, that taints a lot of things out there that that taints that the person, the accused person. I mean, how do we find juries of his peers if he goes to trial when it's already been displayed out there? You know, so that's going to taint the pool process. It just it was wrong on every front that, you know, people spoke to this individual, said, don't release it. And it gets released. I mean, where where did the credibility uh, lie after this? Right. I also wonder if um, in, in this day and age, if you're going to have someone like that, that then almost is like being brazen enough to not follow it. I, I just wonder, you know, whether or not they, they shouldn't actually release some of the video. Maybe anyone that's involved, you know, you can come in and you can view it or something like that. But to then put it in their possession and then they're told not to and everyone agrees not to. What, what's the point of having a board and taking a vote? if then individuals just kind of go rogue in that way. Uh, final, go ahead. It's, it, yeah, it's just, again, okay, it's just, how do, how do we overcome something like that? When that board was put in place to have oversight of uh, officers that are alleged to do wrongdoings and then to do the total opposite, you know, they're doing the wrong point. That's right. So it's just, you know, you wanted that board in place. It's probably a necessary uh, thing to have in place. But then when you, you know, throw out all the rules and regulations of it. So wh what are you saying to the public? We'll do what we want. But you're also, you know, checking into allegations of police officers that are doing wrongdoings when they're, in fact, doing wrongdoings by doing this. It's it's crazy. Now, uh, our the other story I wanted to get your thought on is. Uh, right now, we still have not seen any new footage regarding that uh, moped crash. Sunday is the the full one-month anniversary. Uh, the man, 24 years old, Jamal Gonzalez, a bunch of bikes are riding all over Providence. He starts to go. The Some people are saying he was hit by a police cruiser, went into the wall. There's no video to show that. The attorney... Uh, for the family claims to have new footage that no one else has seen. That's interesting. Uh, they're supposed to be given to the police. They did not. And it, it would just seem, Ray, that it, as much as people watch, you know, television and watch a lot of movies, a lot of times real life's not like that. We may not ever see definitive proof on, on whether or not the police officer did, uh, go into them. But my, my question, I think, is about the they, they're doing an, an accident re, uh, reconstruction. They said initially it would take some time. These things don't happen overnight. And 
you seem to have like an impatient attorney for the family demanding to know like what's going on, where is it, how come it hasn't been done yet. And so um, I just want to get your input on a, a high profile case that they're trying to get everything right, but things just don't happen as quickly as some people want them to. Exactly. This isn't an episode of Perry Mason where they come running in at the last minute and say, hey, listen, we had we had the video. Well, if uh, the attorney for this individual has a video that would help the police uh, make a deter- determination or the ten- attorney general's office, then bring it forward. Why are you holding back? Uh, we all want to know the story here. But in truth, as you said, there may be no more video that's out there. And if right. that's the case, then you run with what you have and make a determination at that point. But to, you know, uh, sensationalize the, uh, the story, which is a bad enough incident in itself for all parties involved, but to sensationalize it by, you know, uh, I think like uh, fanning the flames by I have a video, I have this, I have that. Well, then show it. You know, and it's, again, the, the man's in a coma and it's, it's, it's tragic for the family, but it's also tragic for the police officers that were there and uh, sitting by waiting for a decision to come down as to how they can go on with their lives also. Folks, he is our uh, law enforcement expert. He is uh, Raymond Figatori. Ray, great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110 508 336 2110 for MEGA, MEGA, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24 hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 24 hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. DePietro.com, sponsored by Allstate Lock and AllstateLock.com. It's time for our legal segment. And uh, joining us, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, he is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off this... um, you know, we'd heard about this Providence police officer and was being investigated and his uh, case is still pending, Officer Handley. And then, lo and behold, um, maybe because of the uh, 
Jamal Gonzalez case, and we were seeing some body camera footage that was revealed. And then we also had the earlier, way back in the, in the summer, you had the situation with the Providence firefighter and the body cam footage was revealed, uh, released, I should say. And then you also had um, the situation where uh, you had the Cat Kerwin body cam footage released by the police. But in this particular case, there is a board of review and there's no way this was considered good news. I don't think by the Providence police that this video was released. It's, it's very curious, John. Um, There's several components to this. First of all, the video itself um, does not paint the, um, um, officer who was ultimately arrested in a very good light. Um, you know, we've talked many times on, on air about the disrespect that uh, police officers are shown these days. And, you know, this didn't turn into something worse, but all of these situations where there's violence by the po- alleged violence by the police against someone who is under arrest or resisting arrest it's the initial resisting arrest which typically snowballs into something much more serious and sometimes much more tragic but it's the resisting and it's the disrespect to police officers which usually precipitates and amps up a bad interaction between officer and arrestee in this situation the video is pretty clear that the officer, I think, while the um, gentleman who was under arrest was handcuffed, the officer did strike him. Uh, he did assault him. It is against uh, um, Providence police policy to do such a thing. And I don't know what this officer could have possibly been thinking, um, knowing that he's got his body cam working and that I think his partner had his body cam working. Um, perhaps... Um, anger at the situation overcomes your logical thought um, so that you act in such a way that you shouldn't, you should know better and you should know that your wrongful act is going to be recorded and it's going to make its way out into the media or into a criminal prosecution. So it's a little bit inexplicable why this officer would behave this way knowing that this is all being recorded. Um, you know, people do things in a moment of anger, which if they had a time to reconsider or have a do-over, they wouldn't do it. But you know, this officer was having a hard time um, controlling the suspect. Um, it, it was a very contentious interaction. And my understanding is there's more to this video um, which might have precipitated the encounter, which was ultimately now released to the public. So you don't have a full context of exactly what happened. Um, Of course, I think it would be difficult for this officer to overcome the fact that he did strike a handcuffed suspect, um, no matter what the preceding video might disclose. Um, This is further curious uh, in that you're, you're right, there's a review board which was established by the city of Providence to review these types of situations. And I believe the board reviewed the video and took a vote to not release it at this time. 
And one of the members, I think the chairman of the board, despite the vote, said, well, I'm releasing it. Here it is. Um, if I was on the board and had voted to not release it, and then one person says, well, that's fine. The vote was don't release it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, I would think that would cause quite a lot of dissension within the board, how a vote was simply ignored and this action was taken. Um, I'm not sure why the board would have voted not to release it. The only reason would possibly be that there could be adverse pretrial publicity, which might hamper um, the state's ability to properly prosecute this officer. Um, you know, he certainly would have an argument that releasing this video um, poisons any potential jury pool. And that would be one reason I could think that this board would have agreed that at this time this should not be released. But um, it's just another ugly incident. And it's typically, as I said, precipitated by a suspect behaving in a manner that's disrespectful, challenging, or confrontational to the arresting officer. Um, and as we've said before, if you're arrested, your move is not to resist arrest, fight off the cop, try to run away, etc. If you're arrested and the charge is um, improper, you're being wrongfully arrested, you're being wrongfully detained, then your move is, okay, arrest me. And after the dust settles, if you've got a legitimate case, you sue the police department saying, I was wrongfully arrested, I was wrongfully accused, I was wrongfully imprisoned, and you have a nice case for money damages if you can prove it. But if you're wrongfully arrested, wrongfully accused, and your move is to fight back, resist, and this behave in a um, uncontrolled and um, unpredictable manner, um, it typically doesn't end that well. And I, I'm certainly not condoning or forgiving or trying to justify this cop's conduct, but these unfortunate cases that make their way into the public realm often start with some component of resisting arrest. It's just the way it seems to go these days. That's and, right. Um, and Tim, it's the an video, unfortunate development. The video starts with them walking and then they're walking directly at the car where this person has got into and then it becomes get out of the car what do i do get out of the car he won't get out of the car finally they're wrestling him out of the car onto the ground what did i do what did i do and the woman in the car is screaming it just it is interesting how how fast it escalates so it's it's also could the officer maybe take action against the head of this uh this review board that just decided to release the video on his own no, he would have no real direct cause of action okay. against this Board of Review. I think the Board of Review would have to consider what they wish to do against the individual who unilaterally chose to release this to the media. I think that uh, the board would have a problem with him. Certainly, we know that the FOP has a serious problem with him having released this in contravention of the board's vote. Um, you know, there's certainly strong interest here. The FOP has an interest. The cop who's been arrested and is now being charged has an interest. Um, the, um, the fellow who was um, allegedly assaulted, um, he certainly has an interest. He's got a potentially significant claim for um, civil rights violations, personal injuries that were sustained. Um, 
So releasing this video helps and hurts people depending on where you stand in this whole mess. He, um, and just finally, Tim, the, the element, there was also, I think there was a, a, a civilian who was up above, like in an apartment or a porch or something, it seems to film it from up top. So then there's even additional video. But is the part where the officer gets in trouble is it, it does seem that he uh, strikes him a couple times where then he's uh, leaning, which was, well, this was pre-George Floyd. I think he was leaning on his neck a little bit. And then he also um, seemingly walked on his legs. So it's not that they were kind of wrestling him to the ground and saying, hey, tough guy, you wanted this or something. It's it's those actions that are, are I'm sure, not within the um, purview of of how the police can treat a suspect when they're trying to apprehend him. No, the, the suspect had already been uh, subdued. He was handcuffed. And then yeah. the cop decides to you know, take advantage of that situation, which, you know, if a, if a suspect is fleeing or resisting or the officer gets into a scuffle in an attempt to subdue the suspect, then those actions would be appropriate. But once the man is um, handcuffed, I think he was actually kneeling. He was not standing. And then the officer takes the opportunity to um, assault him. That, that can never be seen as acceptable conduct. That's simply mm. wrong. Folks, again, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a lot more ahead. Our legal expert, Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. This is the perfect time of year. If you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732 732- 1730 732 1730 you can find them online letter j j perrypaving.com they're also on facebook j perry paving residential commercial seal coating patios what a difference it makes how aesthetically pleasing it is folks invest in your home invest in your property your business j perry paving provide high quality fear pricing exceptional service hey they'll offer a free estimate any project, what a difference it makes. You can have a beautiful home, but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while, call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done. Seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them, 401-732-1730. They're the best, 732-1730. It's incredible asphalt paving whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed it's affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing looks beautiful hey and the snow melts right off it j perry paving call them for a free quote maybe just thinking about it this is the perfect time have that driveway done patio done j perry paving call them 732-1730-401-732-1730-J Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also on Facebook. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. 
Heron will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Kara Naturals at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305 3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products, like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products. For oral and topical use, they have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. We're speaking with attorney Tim Todd. Tim, we are going to talk about the um, the latest, obviously, with the litigation coming out of the White House, the Trump campaign. But let's also, since we are talking about Providence, the um, the attorney that represents Jamal Gonzalez coming up this Sunday will be a full month. Uh, this was the moped uh, scooter crash collision right off of Elmwood Avenue back um, almost a month now. He released a statement saying that they've obtained some video that I believe they're claiming that the police haven't seen it, but they were able to obtain this video. And they were also saying that there's still, you know, where is the update with the, they're supposed to be showing the a collision uh, expert was supposed to reconstruct and so forth. What, what do you make of the statements from the attorney that represents the Jamal Gonzalez family? Again, it's a little bit quizzical. Um, the attorney is complaining that the uh, city of Providence is not keeping up with um, disclosing to the public where they are in their investigation. There's been no updates. Um, I think the police department has said we have no other videos that have been uh, sent to us that show any uh, potential point of contact between the cruiser and Jamal's um moped now if this um, attorney has a video which he contends shows a point of conduct contact excuse me and apparently it's it's somewhat questionable because the attorney concedes that he thinks it shows contact but others could look at it and say i don't think it really shows contact um apparently the alleged point of contact, which is allegedly shown in this video, is 
fully or partially obscured by a tree and leaves on a branch of a tree, so you really can't see it for sure. Um, it's odd that he's complaining that the city of Providence is not being forthcoming and updating the public where he's got a video, which he apparently hasn't shared with the city of Providence, which may or may not be of some help in their investigation. So he's holding that card very close to the vest. He's not sharing it with the media. He's apparently not yet shared it with the um, city of Providence. So he's holding back a component critical to the investigation, maybe, and at the same time complaining that there's been no transparency from the city. So it's a little bit of a, um, a disconnect. You can't have it both ways. If this video is persuasive, one would think um, that council would want this out in the public realm to sway public opinion and to put more pressure on the police department. But my guess is the video is not as conclusive as um, the press report um, would suggest that it is, or that this attorney would suggest that it is. This could well be a situation where there's not going to be a video which captures the moment where there's allegedly contact between the cruiser and Jamal's moped. In fact, there may not have been contact between the cruiser and Jamal's moped. Um, I, again, I presume, we've talked about it before, I presume that there's a, an accident reconstruction um, expert looking at this. They're doing whatever forensic investigation they can. You know, you look at the condition of the um, police cruiser, the condition of the um, moped, skid marks, debris fields, um, any marks on the curb, um, any marks on the road, any skid marks. You've got to look at the entire situation to um, attempt to recreate the scene forensically through an accident reconstructionist. That report or that conclusion has not yet been released. I presume it's still being um, analyzed. Um, I've been involved in many cases where there's been a need for an accident reconstructionist. And it's very interesting how we could look at a scene or look at you know damage to vehicles and say, what does that mean? But they can, people who are in this field can look at it and tell you exactly what it means, points of contact. It helps to um, determine speed, uh, positions of vehicles. Um, it's quite a fascinating art and science combined to come up with um, a convincing and accurate report of what's occurred. So I would think mm -hmm. that we would all have to wait for that reconstruction report uh, in the absence of any video, which shows what the victim certainly and his attorney would hope that it would show. Folks, uh, it is the John DePietro show speaking with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Tim, let's also get to um, just a lot of litigation coming out of uh, the Trump campaign, the president regarding the uh, current situation with the, the ballots in the different states. What, what what can you tell us about some of the litigation that's happening? It's it's kind of hard to follow exactly what's going on. Um, you can't really discern the precise nature of the litigation that's being filed. 
Um, there's not been particularly good press coverage of it. The press just kind of sniffs its nose and said, this is a scattershot, Hail Mary approach to litigation. But they don't really provide the full substance of what uh, the president's team is seeking in the various states. Essentially, John, what, what the president's team has to do if it wants to hold out any hope of success is to prevent the states that are in play from certifying the election results. Once the winner is certified by the Secretary of State or other duly appointed um, individual in the various states, then it's going to become too late. Right now, there are recounts in a couple of the states. Uh, I think Arizona is doing a recount. Wisconsin is doing a recount. I think Georgia is going to do a, a hand recount of all of the ballots. Um, so the Trump team would have to get restraining orders or injunctive relief to, for a short time, uh, enjoin the state officials from certifying the winner. Because that certification then informs the winner who the electors will, who will be going to the electoral college. Until okay. those states certify winners, although the media says that... Um, Joe Biden has the electoral votes. He doesn't yet because there's states that have not certified. So then you get to the catch-22 of proving whether there was fraud or ballot stuffering or ballot tampering. So you look to, for instance, Philadelphia, where apparently the election observers were not allowed anywhere near where the ballots were being processed and counted and, you know, the envelopes opened. So anyone, not anyone, but there's very little way to say, well, I saw this happening. I saw that happening. This didn't look right because they were prevented from seeing anything. So then the Biden camp says, well, you got to prove the fraud. Well, how can you prove the fraud if you can't see the fraud, if you're, you're prevented from looking on to see what's going on, then the other side says, well, you can't prove it. Well, I can't prove it because you wouldn't let me in. So that becomes sort of a catch-22, which will hamper whatever the Trump team is attempting to accomplish. Um, I think that part of what they're also trying to do is through these hand recounts is to whittle down the number of votes that separate the candidates. And then much like happened in Florida 20 years ago, look at each of these ballots. I mean, we've hear anecdotally that there's like hundreds of ballots in the various states would appear, which appear to have the same signature on it in the same hand. We've heard stories about backdating postmarks on certain ballots. Now, the problem with some of this, John, is you send in your mail ballot. The outside would have the postmark on it. The outside might have a return address on it. You open that outer envelope. Then there's an envelope inside. And then you open that envelope. And then, boom, there's the ballot. If the outer envelopes have been separated from the uh, rest of the package that contains the ballot, it might be very difficult to discern if it had the appropriate postmark, if the return address conformed with the address that's on the ballot. 
there's so many things that have to be looked at and there's literally millions and millions of ballots which would have to be reviewed by hand. There's not a lot of time to do this. As we know in the Bush-Gore race, um, Gore didn't give up the fight once the Supreme Court um, said no more recounts. It was well into December before Gore gave up his challenge to the Florida results. Um, The president has a very short window if he's going to accomplish anything here. He's got, let's assume, till the first week of December to um, score some sort of victory on this, which would then require um, lots of votes to be counted by hand. We've got apparently there's some irregularities in some of the um, software that was utilized to tabulate ballots. There's all kinds of problems The trick would be further, let's assume that the Trump team scores some early wins and that there is no certification from these states by December 14th, who is when the Electoral College has to meet. If there's no certification, we talked about this a few weeks ago, then this whole thing could be pushed over to the House of Representatives to pick the president, which um, I believe has only happened once, I think, when um, Congress... um, elected through that process, John Quincy Adams. I believe that's correct, but not since then. So I think that this is all a bit of a Hail Mary pass that the Trump administration is throwing up there. Um, How would you like to be the judge who would make a determination to deny certification and throw this whole process into chaos after December 14th? With all of the um, things that we've seen about mayors being threatened, um, elected officials being threatened, um, judges being threatened, how would you like to be the judge who makes that call? He'd probably have to go into the witness protection program. So it's going to be a very tough call for any judge to make. Most judges, besides being human beings, are political animals. They usually come from the political world and... You know, they're going to be assessing what such a decision does nationally and to their own personal life. I think it's rather obvious that if you're the judge who would deny certification, you're going to have people storming your house and, you know, making your life miserable. Folks, quick break. A lot more head attorney Tim Dodd right here on The John DePietro Show. <laughs> 